happy Friday. Let's get into it. I am so pumped right now. I literally just finished week three of The Bachelorette and I have so much to say. So I'm honestly just going to hop straight into it. I'm not even going to like catch up, small talk, any, whatever. We'll get to that in the end because wow, what a week it was. As always, I just have to say, Michelle is a fucking light. She is gorgeous. She's articulate. She's so smart and strong and confident. And just like, I think is hands down one of my favorite bachelorettes the franchise has ever had ever. Oh, okay. So like I said, let's get into it. First group date started off. They did a whole Top Gun thing. Top Gun's not my thing. I will be straight up. I've never seen the movie and I consider myself to be, you know, like a pretty big film fanatic. Some would say a cinephile. I don't know that I would quantify myself as that because there's tons of classics I've just never seen that there are beyond me. Top Gun, some people consider a classic. Mm, Not for me. Nothing with Tom Cruise in it is for me. I'll just put that out there. It's, it doesn't do it. However, I might go see this new Top Gun Maverick movie just for my baby boo, Jay Ellis. If you guys watch Insecure at all, you will recognize Jay Ellis as Lawrence from Insecure. He is, he slowly become like one of my new favorite actors and I'm very excited to see him get into like movies and whatnot. I think this will be a nice big franchise that really, really helps get his name out there and then hopefully we'll see him pop up in other stuff soon. Um, now aside from that, or that I guess was my little aside, they had this Top Gun themed group date. The fucking G-Force simulator Oh my god. Like if someone asked me to do that, I would be like, I'm so sorry, but it's not I can't. I can't do that. Um I don't want to throw up. Like you know, even if it's like, oh, just take a chance, take a risk, be bold and then, you know, I won't judge you if you get sick whatever. No, it's just I don't want to get sick. Why would I want to make myself get sick? I really felt for Will who said he's very like motion sensitive and even brought his like pills, the Dramamine whatever. I have to take that stuff a lot of times if I'm going, boats are kind of okay. I feel like I'm okay with the water because I love being in the water. So the rocking, it I can handle it most of the time. If you're like really, really out to sea and it's wide open and it's constant and you're doing that for hours, eh, eventually I need to like take a little break or like get a little something going on. But I also get in like motion sick in the car, even if it's just like windy roads. So... I really, really felt for him because that's not something I think I could do personally. However, he did push through. He made himself stand out and he even got a little something something special for it. So that was really cool. I felt overall like that first group date was kind of boring. So we'll just move on. (laughs) Um, The one-on-one this week was with Rodney, who I actually really, really like. He seems like a very genuine guy to me. I, some people might think of it as like someone who's not as confident because he literally like considered himself the underdog and said he's not like the most handsome, the tallest, the strongest, etc. But there's something about that awareness that to me like speaks volumes. I honestly am really excited to see like where he goes from here and how his journey with Michelle continues. I think he has a really, really high chance of being a standout person even though he doesn't consider himself to be so. Um, Also, 
the floating dinner, like their late night dinner part where they just got to talk and they took the little boat to like the floating platform and had dinner. That's a fucking dream. Like how beautiful of a date to be just like out on open water, literally floating on the water, just like eating dinner, enjoying good company, having nice conversation. I loved it. That is, if, you know, anyone is interested, it's definitely a date I would like to go on. I say that as if I'm single and dating. I'm not, but, you know, just putting it out into the ether either way. Now, before I even get into the second group date, oh, let's just, I okay, I don't want to give him too much airtime on here because I feel like he already got too much on the fucking show but Jamie is a goddamn joke like he has never well okay how do I word this there's always men on these shows sometimes women occasionally on The Bachelor who really just shoot themselves in the foot and make themselves look horrible and I don't know obviously some people if they're going in and strategically trying to like say or do things so that they do get the airtime so that they do get the attention or if that's just genuinely who they are it's disgusting he's disgusting I swear there was a part where when they were on the second group date and he him and Michelle were just having their one-on-one time I swear to God, I'm like 98% positive there was a moment where they were kissing and he was looking at the camera, like directly at the camera. And so, it's just so frustrating, so fucking frustrating. I was like so close, so, so, so close to just screaming at the TV, not because I was like, I don't know. I don't want it to seem like I was like, Michelle needs to get rid of him, which, spoiler alert, she did. But I was just waiting for the moment to happen. You could see everything slowly start to unfold. However, before it all unfolded, which that didn't happen until like the cocktail party rose ceremony, still going back to the second group date, you're watching him say all this stuff to Michelle and then talking to the producer after because he didn't get the freaking group date and like, basically talking down on Brandon, who seems like a very great guy. It's just so frustrating to like have to sit and watch someone say certain things like that and talk a certain way when it's just like, bro, you were just like digging your own grave. Like, how do you think this is a good look? You really think like that, like (laughs) that's going to get you anywhere? That's going to get you far? Did you just think like, oh, I need to vent and get this off my chest. So let me just talk to a, talk some shit to a producer. Which, by the way, in case you guys don't know or you've never seen other reality shows or a great show that kind of can um, give you a glimpse to the backside of it, is that show Unreal? I think it was on Lifetime or something like that. It is a scripted series that's about um, the producers and showrunner and production side of a dating reality show like The Bachelor. The fictitious okay we're already starting off weird the fictitious um show that is going on in unreal the scripted show it is no joke like based off the bachelor like i'm pretty sure it's kind of the same thing or like meant to be as if it was the same thing so if you guys aren't already aware you haven't seen anything like that like the producers their whole job is to literally get all of the juice out of you they are trying to make a television show they are going to let you run your mouth if you are running your mouth and make you look like a fool 
which of course Jamie did. Of course they got it all on camera and on audio. And it's just like, bro, you're a fucking fool. Like literally a fool. Oh, okay. So that's over. Nothing else to say. I don't want to say nothing else to say about him because it still carries on not bringing his name up specifically. He will literally from here on out, just be known as that fucking fool or that joke or whatever. Oh, okay. So we are getting into the cocktail party rose ceremony. I feel like I'm really breezing through this recap, but that's just like how hyped I am about it now. I have to like get to the meat and the bones. Um, so cocktail party. I was so thankful for Rick. Like I felt like he brought up the whole situation in his one-on-one time with Michelle in a beautiful way that wasn't pulling away from from them together having a moment, he was able to express how he felt about the situation and where he stood while still low-key getting, I think, I don't know if it's what he wanted out of it. I I highly doubt that he was going into it being like, I'm going to get Michelle to tell me what's going on or who said this or whatever. I think he genuinely was just trying to make sure like she knew where he stood and that they were on the same page. And of course she told him, you know, like Jamie was the one who brought it up. So this is, you know, kind of creating some red flags for me, which thank fucking God. And then as we saw, or as you may not have seen yet, hopefully you guys have seen it yet. It all unfolds from there. Um, I literally was just like fucking expose the bitch. Like, yes, like let's bring this to light. Let's all hash it out. I like that it didn't just go from like the small group of guys that were talking about it. Rick brought it up to Nate and I think it was Casey who they were all sitting around talking about the conversation Rick had with Michelle and that that fucking fool's name got brought up as the one who was spreading the information to her. They obviously pulled him in to get his side and then it turned into a greater conversation with the group. I think that all was handled so like It's just so calmly and I don't want to say professionally, but really like the best way it could have been handled. It was really, really nice to see. Obviously, like people were a little heated. They were in their feelings. The camera kept panning to Nate, like, like flicking his hand around, like doing something. I could tell he was hot, man. He was on fire and he was ready to fight. But I feel like he did a good job of composing himself. And as the conversation carried out again with the greater, the larger group as a whole, it all just kind of like, bop, 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 you know, came out beautifully. He exposed himself, to be honest, because he literally couldn't even answer the fucking questions. He was stumbling over his words, had nothing to say, and tried to like reroute the direction the conversation went, as well as rewrite what he had already spoken to Michelle about. Like he made it seem like it was a totally different conversation. And I love that when Michelle came down and they all kind of hashed it out there as a group, he even said, does that sound like similar at all or kind of close to the conversation we had? And it's like, bro, does it sound close to you? Does it sound the same? Because let's, okay. And the lovely words of one of my favorite creators and podcast hosts, Crystal, if you guys don't listen to The Read with Crystal and Kid Fury, you should. Shout out to them low-key, high-key, actually. Love them both. Words mean things. Words mean things, and you can't say things a certain way to someone 
and then literally see how it affects them and see how, you know, they react to it and their emotions and then be like, oh, but no, 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 no. But this is what I meant. And this is what, what I really was trying to say. Well, that's not what you fucking said. Was it? That's not what the conversation was. That's not how things panned out. That wasn't the end result. And in fact, when everything originally happened, her being in her feels and emotions or whatever, he was perfectly content and happy with the end results. He acted like it, nothing, nothing happened, that it was a good talk and everything was good and they were peachy and fine. And it's just like, you're fucking so stupid. I, 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 that, okay, I have to end it because I literally could go on forever in a frantic rage about how men like this infuriate me and how infuriating it is to watch them even get the screen time at all when like like he was talking about oh yeah like that nationwide search where it's at bro how did you what the fuck where are you at like what okay okay i'm sorry we're gonna bring it back we're gonna bring it back um i'm just gonna end it with this i love how michelle handles herself handles herself i love that she is continuously trying to just push forward and push forward and not let these things affect her. Obviously it's going to, to a certain degree, but it shows a lot about how strong she is and her character that she's like, I'm here for this journey. I'm going to continue to let things play out, continue to be open, vulnerable, and to have somewhat of a level of trust with these other guys that at the end of the day, like, there's nothing worse than when you think you can trust someone and then they show you that you can't. Like, that is really, really hard to get over. And I know plenty of people, myself included, can tend to, I don't want to say hold a grudge because grudges typically tend to be towards, like, a specific individual um, because of a certain situation. But to, like, hold that in your heart and carry it with you, the fact that, like, you feel like you can't trust people, that's something that's really hard to get over once someone that you did trust has broken that. So... All the power to her. As always, she literally looked so amazing when she came down for the cocktail party and the rose ceremony. That gold dress was doing things for me, man. I mm, I don't want to like be degrading in any way because I have so much love for this woman. But that thing was thinging respectfully. Love you, Michelle. Alrighty, moving on. I'm going to keep it kind of short and sweet this week. Um, I will say if you guys are into astrology and all of that, as you may kind of already know that I am, you may be familiar with the, um, the current retrograde that we've been going through. Now, Mercury in retrograde is kind of the big one that everyone talks about. However, all the planets can retrograde, I'm pretty sure. I say all of them, don't take my word for it, but I know that other planets do go into retrograde. If you guys are not familiar with what that even means, retrograde is basically when the planets start to orbit in a way that is like reversed or backwards. I'm probably not explaining that perfectly right, but imagine as if, you know, everything in our world, galaxy, universe is in some sort of like balance with each other. Everything is... I think the word is symbiotic that I'm trying to use. It all kind of, you know, works together. So when one of them flips and goes into that reverse, the retrograde, it throws things off. Now, some people think like, oh, that's just some woo shit. I don't really like, uh, you know, agree with that or think it's real, whatever. You can think whatever you want, but that, that shit happens. Like it actually is happening. And so that's just what it is. 
Mercury retrograde has ended at this point. I think it was by the time you're hearing this, not this past Monday, but the week before that. However, there's always a two week ish shadow period where things are kind of getting back into adjustment and getting back into alignment. So we're currently in that shadow period. And I know I have felt it like very heavily. I think I feel like I'm just kind of coming out of it and getting myself into a place where I'm like, no, okay, I'm good. Like you can get things back on track. Your life isn't completely in shambles, even though it feels like it every now and then, more often than every now and then. But you know what I mean? Like things are kind of feeling themselves back out again. We're getting, we're getting back on track here. And thank God, because I have a birthday coming up. You guys will probably get so fucking tired of me talking about it, but it's officially November. It's my season. It's my month and I'm ready to go. I'm very, very, very excited for my birthday as I always am. I don't think there's ever been a birthday where I'm not fucking excited about it. Even if I don't have plans with other people, like I'll celebrate with just me. I have no problem going to dinner by myself, going to movies by myself. I've rented hotels by myself, gone out in the cities by myself. Like I'm about it. So I'm going to be turning up no matter what. I will try my best to try to get some content into. So if you don't already follow my personal page, please do. Um, You can find my handle, tag, whatever you call it, on the Fly Society's bio or in the bio on our Instagram page. So if you're looking for that, that's where it is. And then I just kind of wanted to get into a brief, very brief little discussion about, you know, one of the many things that's been on my mind recently. And that is the general concept and ins and outs of having an open relationship. Now, I feel like open relationships and like polyamory and all that is seen in such a negative light. And maybe that's just because in a very traditional way, like you're with one person, you fall in love, you get married, and then you commit to them and that's that forever. Some people obviously don't feel that way. They don't feel like they want to be tied down to one person or they can be tied down to one person. A lot of people will try to argue that, you know, it's kind of animal instincts in us, like naturally deep down there for us not to be with one person forever. And don't get me wrong. I think for people who do stay with the same person all their lives forever and that's all they want, like good on them being in a committed relationship like that takes a lot of work. You really have to choose to want to be with that person all the time, every day, consistently, and in the future, and take action to like make that work for yourself, for the other person, and together. So obviously, it is not something that I feel like everyone may be like fully up to speed with within themselves like they're actually capable of doing like I said takes a lot of work it takes a lot of self-work and you know um communal work with the other person that you're in the relationship with with your partner however that doesn't mean that being in an open relationship or being polyamorous is like the easier route I think it is natural for us as beings to of course be attracted to other people and be interested in not only like how someone different than who you already know or who you already have there by your side can 
stimulate you mentally, physically, all sorts of things, you know, like, how can you not say that you ever see someone out and you're like, "Mm, I I wonder what that dick look like, you know, or whatever. Like, there are always going to be times where you come across or meet other people and something is ignited in you, like whether it is literally just lust and you're attracted to them and you're like, damn, I'd love to fuck. Or whether you have a conversation or hear someone speak and you're like, wow, that is someone that I would just want to get to know better and want to talk to more or further about many topics, life, whatever. I, I don't know. For me personally, I have always thought of myself as a very jealous partner. Like I don't want the person I'm with to really be in certain intimate settings with other people. And I think I'm starting to slowly kind of work out of that. Not because I am like, oh, it doesn't matter or because I feel like I've built this trust or growth within myself. It really, for me personally, just comes down to the fact that I've realized I am also someone who may potentially have interest in other places than like who I'm with at certain times. And I think that's okay. I think as long as you have an open communication with your partner and you guys are able to discuss things like that, like how you feel in certain settings or even how you feel about it overall with me and my partner, that is something that like from the bat when we were like talking and getting to know each other and just dating casually, like we talked about a lot of different things like that and how we felt where we stood. And so I feel like we're on the same page and I'm not ever really worried that you know, I would be blindsided or they would be blindsided by anything that would happen because I I know we're on the same page, right? So I feel like I'm kind of rambling already because my mind's going off into its brainstorm tangents. Um, Okay, let me get it together. When you're looking to kind of like open that door more, I wish I had some more like actual real life experience to kind of bring to the table as far as like this is what has worked for me and what hasn't. Besides having the open communication with my partner, I have yet to actually really explore this any further. Now, it is something that I, again, am very open to in the future. And I think one of the biggest things that I could recommend to others if they are interested, besides having the conversation and open dialogue, is to be able to set boundaries This is something that I feel like would work in any relationship, platonic, professional, etc. Which is why I feel like it's okay for me to recommend it, even though I don't have experience with it. It's something that I know I would want to have set up if me and my partner were to open that up and explore other things. There has to be boundaries that you, you create together, or even that you create for yourself, discuss with your partner, and then maybe you agree or maybe you don't and you come to a compromise, whatever it is, you have to have boundaries set up as far as, honestly, as far as every little detail with how you're going to go about it. You know, whether you want to say, look, I want to know anytime you are trying to potentially do something with someone else, I want to know when it's happening. I want to know what all happened. Some people are like that. I personally would rather not know. I want to know, like, obviously, if we're in different places and that's something that you're interested in looking to do. Yeah, yeah, I want to know that for sure. 
But if that's what you're going to do, I don't need to know the ins and outs or the details of it. I'd rather that be just kept as like, that's what you did and that was your thing and we agreed that it's okay and that's that, you know? What I will say is make sure that if you were looking to do something like this, you feel like you have a strong foundation as well with the person you're with because there's nothing worse than opening it up to try to like fix the issues that currently are already there, like lying under the surface. If you're having issues at all, or if there is even a question of trust or anything, it's not going to work out. You guys are going to end up doing some tit for tat, like you did this, so I do this, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's very clearly like not going to work. I think anyone could see that and anyone would agree to that. That doesn't work for people, you know? People may lie to themselves and just kind of like, you know, brush it all under the rug and keep moving forward and think like, oh, well, it was fine. But to be honest, like that's not... Things like that are always going to come to a head. They're always going to bubble up and explode, and it's just never going to end up good. So biggest takeaway is, like, you know, make sure, again, you're on the same page. Make sure that you have that strong foundation and that you are able to come to a decision on what your boundaries are and discuss that with your partner. And, again, either agree to it or, if you don't agree, come to a compromise for what you feel like works for you both and what you're okay with from the other person. Important things, you know, just throwing it all out there. Again, I just wanted to kind of have that brief like discussion because I think it is a very interesting topic that obviously could, we could delve in like a lot deeper, you know, and this is something that probably like if I had, you know, my lovely co-host Marissa or someone else here with me, I would definitely get into more. I am hoping to eventually not only have Marissa back to discuss certain things, but have other guests as well. There are a handful of people like in my own inner circle and in my life that I think would be great to join me in certain conversations. However, as you guys may know, you know, things are still kind of early, early goings with the podcast. So it's not like I'm in a place really to have like special guests come in or like people like within certain industries. I feel like I don't necessarily have like enough to back up like why you should come on this with me. That is something I'm definitely going to be working towards because again, like I said, I want to be able to have guests and bring other people on for these discussions. In the meantime, I hope you guys don't mind too much that it's just me. And once I do start to bring in like other people in my life for certain things, I hope you will enjoy the discussion as much as I enjoy talking to the people I love and care about about these different things. Uh, That's really all I have this week. I will end on, I know I said I was going to do a new segment of like, what's been grinding my gears or like, what's been frustrating me. I think I'm I'm going to skip over that this week. I'd like to leave things off on like a nice, light, happy note and not make it seem like fuck this, fuck that, blah, blah, blah. I, like I said, coming out of the, you know, retrograde and having the shadow period have already kind of like let all of my frustration go. So I'm just going to let it go. We're just going to, you know, go with the flow, Akuna Matata. And I was going to say rock out with your cock out, but it doesn't really fit at all. So I don't know where my mind's going. This is um, a perfect way to wrap it up because as you guys can probably tell, everything's becoming a big jumbled up mess up here. And 
I'm starting to get to the point where like delirium is setting in and nothing's really making sense. So as always, I will talk to you guys next Friday. You know where to find us as far as where we're streaming on Instagram at the Fly Society as always. And yeah, have a lovely weekend. Love you guys. Bye.